0: Hello and welcome to In the Days of Noor with me, Noor, where we talk about Islamic-related topics and social issues. So today I want to talk about a topic I've spoken about a lot, which is women working, but the reason that I'm talking about it today is because someone messaged me concerning it. So I'm recording today on Friday, January 5th, but this podcast will probably be up Two weeks from now, so, um, and I'm saying that because some of the things I mentioned, for example, the Twitter conversation I had today that was on the topic as well, you'll really have to dig it up by the time, two weeks from now, uh, I'm assuming, so just to, to mention that. So basically, this person messaged me. All, all I'm going to say from the message is that they said that they believe I've mischaracterized women who choose to do work outside the home and that they themselves don't find tension in working outside the home. So I found that to be a, a good starter for doing this podcast on women working. Not that I was intending to do this topic, but this message came to me and I thought, okay, this could be a good opportunity to maybe explain some of my point of views that I have not mentioned in the past and to also kind of double down on some other point of views and give and give you all reasons as to why I feel this way. And of course, no one has to agree with me. I feel like in our times in our society, we so often, we have a difficult time with dealing with other people's point of view. And we feel like we have to, like, hammer in our points until people agree with us. And that really isn't what I'm about. I have my point of view. I think my point of view about a lot of issues is pretty clear through my writing, through my, what I have on social media, through if you've spoken to me in person. I think my point of views are pretty clear, but I'm not trying to necessarily convince anyone. I'm definitely not trying to convince anyone of anything, but rather to open their eyes to another point of view. Because I think on certain issues, we just really haven't been able to have open and honest discussions. So when it comes to the issue of women choosing to work or not to work, how many women grew up in our society today and your mom, when you were 15, 16, 17, however old, asks you, would you like to grow up to be a stay-at-home wife or work outside the home? maybe a very small number, maybe a very small number, but most of us did not grow up like that. The only choice was work. People ask, what do you want to do? And by that, they meant career-wise. Most of the time, unless you grew up in a very conservative religious household, I suppose, most of us as women have grown up being asked, what do you want to do in terms of career? So what does that mean? We don't really get to have conversations about Firstly, about if we want to be housewives as a possibility, but secondly, about how that would even look for us if we wanted to be a housewife. So even for myself, there was a part of me that always knew I wanted to be a housewife at least for a period of time in my life, and I think that's also important to note that as women, um, it would be silly, not silly, but for most women, even if you want to be a housewife, you probably don't want to be a housewife for the entire duration Of your marriage or your kids life. It probably would be more relevant to you when your kids are younger and even if you stay a housewife when your kids are older you're probably going to get into some kind of community service work or some kind of hobby or something. You you probably would not see it as necessary to focus on your home. Now some would and that's fine but I think that for a lot of women um, as I heard someone put it recently women have different seasons in our life and some things become more relevant in certain periods of time and other things are not. But I think it is just very important to stress the point that we as women are not socially given the equal opportunity to think about being housewives. Nobody is telling us that we should be a housewife again unless you grew up in an extremely religious, conservative household. And even then, because the, the religious Muslims that I know most of the time, still their view on work is the same as the mainstream, that women have to work in our times. So that would be a very uh, rare person that grew up in a household where they were told you can only be a housewife in our American society. So that's part of the reason I believe that I focus on this so much myself is because those voices are just not there. You have to dig to find them and young women are not growing up with the opportunity to equally choose to be housewives if they want to and again not just make the choice because making the choice is one thing but then to think about how that would even look for them because being a housewife is not just one thing. Being a housewife, just like if you say someone has a career, that's an umbrella word for so many different types of things. So what kind of housewife are you going to be? Are you going to be a housewife that prioritizes your husband and maybe still has a nanny to help you out with your kids? Are you going to be a housewife that prioritizes your kids and homeschools? Are you going to be a housewife that prioritizes cooking and makes really good meals and bakes and, and arts and crafts? Are you going to be a housewife that Brings a sense of religiousness into the household, holding religious gatherings and being the household where people come and feel welcome. What kind of housewife are you going to be? So we don't. And then, and then, lastly, how do you get the skill set to do that? So we don't even we don't get to explore any of that in our society because being a housewife isn't seen as equal to having a career. So that's part of the reason why I choose to focus on it for myself, one, and also in my writing, is because that voice is very muffled in our time. Women do not see that as an equal choice, and that's a shame. Why is that a shame? Because there are things that one can do in the household with their family that are of value, one can say equally or more so, than having a career. So there was a woman who put this book out recently, um, hmm, I think it's called The First, The First Years, I'll try to find it and link it below. But she's basically talking about, I believe, the first two years of life, I believe it's the first two years of life, I'll try to find it while I'm talking that are so crucial to a baby's life that a that they have a primary parent there. So by the time she gets on the radio shows and in the newspapers and the magazines, what does that message become? It becomes a watered-down message of how do you spend more focused time with your child when you're around. And I think that is that is why I don't talk a lot about... How you can balance career and family life. One, it's not relevant to me at this point in my life. That's not that's not my life. I don't have a career and a uh, family in terms of children. I'm married, but my my life is not. Um, that's just not my life. I'm not working and and uh, having a family in terms of husband and children. I've only recently been married. So one is not my life. So it's not relevant to me. But two, I think. There is enough of that. I think there is enough articles and books, etc. telling you how to balance your life between work and family. I don't think there are nearly enough books, honest, serious, valuable books about how to be a housewife. There was this one book called Homeward Bound and she spoke about this by Emily Hatcher and she spoke about these women who were giving up their careers to be housewives basically and but her book even though I love the book because it I got to explore this idea of women who were giving up their careers to to uh, be housewives and find value in that sector of their life she was she was narrating their stories from the point of view that this was a negative thing, basically. I mean, it wasn't so harsh. She was more so at the back of just telling their stories. But you could obviously tell she was not on the same page as these women and kind of had the attitude of, like, what happened since the feminist movement and we fought for the right to work. Why are there women who are going back home? So this idea of, uh, like, be, trying to be a housewife and trying to find value in that It just is not prominent in our society. And so any voice that gives that prominence, that gives that value should not be watered down to a message of finding work-life balance. I mean, I just think that, I feel like that's such a shame because it's okay if that's the life you want to live. If you are a woman who wants to work, who wants to spend eight hours a day away from your family, who wants to put your children in nurseries or, or with the nanny, go ahead. No one is stopping you. You have an entire society supporting you in doing that. But if you're a woman who wants to stay home with her family, you don't have that support. People are looking at you like, when are you, when are you getting back to work? Um, people are trying to fear monger you. Well, what if your husband dies? Or what if you get a divorce? Then what are you gonna do? People are saying that you're wasting your skill set. So they don't have that kind of support. The women who, and it's not like I'm um, trying to. I guess in one sense, yes, I am trying to defend housewives, but I don't really think that's it. Because again, you can be. There are different types of housewives. There are the housewives like the one we see on, the ones we see on. Uh, television who are you know out to lunch and arguing with each other all the time I don't support that but rather I think what is more important to me is to support women's work traditional women's work for that to be a real option for women for th- for that to not be devalued in society and for women to feel, supported in their choice to do that and to have tools to do that so again like I was uh saying but I don't don't think I finished my sentence so I knew that at least for some portion of my life let's say the beginning of my marriage and when my kids are young inshallah I have children that I would want to be a housewife I always kind of knew that in my mind So I got married and that was somewhat my life of being a housewife. Um, And then because we're not, we're not living together at this point, we were living, I mean we live together, Um, but we're trying to move. So we're kind of back and forth at this point. So my life isn't settled to a point yet where I can say like, I wouldn't necessarily say I was a housewife now because we're not even in the same uh, place, but. Nevertheless, I knew I wanted to be a housewife and for the first six months of my marriage when we were living in the same place, that's what I was. I was a housewife and he was doing what he could do to support our household. Even though that was the choice I made, I never received the skill set to be a successful housewife in the way that I wanted to be a housewife. So I'm not the housewife of a rich man. I'm not the housewife who has a a cleaner and a cook, you know. I'm the housewife that needs to know how to clean and cook and be a supportive wife and all of that. So even the women who may choose or may want to be housewives don't have not only support, that's one thing, but don't even have the tools to do so. I had to quote-unquote learn on the job how to be a decent housewife. And for me, inshallah to Allah, when I have a child, if I have a daughter, I would want her to know how to cook well, how to clean a household, how to be a supportive wife. And if she wants to pursue a career, then she should also do that as well. Let me say, I would also want her to be educated because to me, a career is, not, is neither here nor there. I would want her to be educated so that if she wanted to pursue a career, then she could. But I would still want her to be family-oriented. So let's go beyond the individual. Beyond the individual in our society, there are not enough women. Now we can see that say there are not enough people, but women were doing this job. So there were not. There are not enough women anymore who are focusing on their household, which means there are not enough people who are focusing on their household. Most people in our society, because most women now work, and obviously men, most men have always worked, are not focused primarily on child rearing nor focused primarily on their household. Now, that's not to say that you can't get by Of course, you can get by, but it does mean that it is very difficult to create a thriving household. It's very difficult for your house to be as clean as it would be if you were uh, a housewife. It's difficult to be as aware of what your children are getting into. If um, If you're not a housewife, it's difficult to be aware of your husband and his emotions and his stress and being able to comfort him and be there for him if you are not a housewife, if you're working outside the home, it is more difficult to do that. But we live in a society that wants us to lie to ourselves and wants us to believe that if you are working outside of the home or if you are focused on your household, it's all equal. And it's not all equal. But you know what? It's okay that it's all equal. That's what I don't understand. The point to me is not about saying, It's equal. It should be about saying, you know what, you do have a choice as a woman. There are some women who are not cut out or don't want to be home with a young baby. They don't want to. They would rather put their child in the nursery. They would rather leave the child with a nanny. They would rather leave the child with their uh, grandparent while they go and pursue a career or a degree. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But I am saying don't pretend as if that is equal to a woman who is home all day with her children. And at the same time, let's not pretend like all mothers who are home with their children all day are equal. There are some mothers who are going to be um, cooking home, homemade meals for their children. There are some mothers who are still going to be getting those easy meals or ordering out. There are some mothers who are going to be educating their children in the household There's some mothers who are going to be sitting in front of the the TV when they're at home. So not all mothers are equal when they're at home. But there is a huge... Oh, that's the name of the book. The name of the book is Being There. (laughs) So there's a huge difference between being there with your child and not being there. But for some reason, that is offensive to people. And I don't understand that. That is just basic logic. If you're outside of your home... Eight hours a day, and let's add on another two hours for your preparation for getting in in uh in your office and out your office and your travel time. Oh, let's let's just add on one hour and you're getting ready and all of that. Nine hours a day away from your household, away from your children. Don't pretend as if that's the same as being there with your children. It's not. They stub their toe, you're at home, you have an opportunity to notice, even if you were watching the TV. As soon as they stub their toe and say, ow, you hear them and you can attend to the problem. If you're at work, you cannot do that. And of course, this depends. There's also another layer of, there's another layer of what kind of work do you do? As one woman said, I think she was the assistant of President George Bush, As one woman said, the best job a woman can have is one in which she has complete flexibility over her own time. And for me, there's nothing more true than that. There really isn't. Because if you don't have flexibility over your own time, that means when the kid is sick, either if you don't have a job that's flexible, either you have to take the day off and lose the money or you go to work. Try to bring your sick kid. That can cause another issue. You can look unprofessional or you may not really have anywhere to put the kid or even still you're at work so you can't really attend to the kid or you just have to go to work, hope the kid will be okay and meet them when they when you get home. If you want to do that, that is your choice. But don't pretend as if that's the same as the mother who is there and when her child gets sick she can attend to them she can because again not all mothers who stay at home are the same one mother may attend to her child the other mother may ignore her child but you have the opportunity to be there being there is not the same as not being there so i i, I really don't get what is the what is the issue with with understanding that and i think a large part of it is People don't want to blame women. And I definitely understand that. People don't want to get into women blaming. You don't want to blame women for the way children turn out. You don't want to blame women too harshly in their child-rearing. I completely get that, but maybe I'm just able to emotionally detach some things where it's like, I think you can understand that while still knowing that being there is different from not being there. I feel like like it's not... um, offensive to state the obvious. I mean, obviously it does offend some people, but to me I don't think that should be offensive. And I also want to say that thinking that a woman who works, especially working in a job that's not flexible, which is a lot of people, where she can't just attend to her child's every need, Thinking that that is not um, as effective or as beneficial of a way to parent as someone who is there and can be available to that child, I don't think that means, I don't know. I don't really know how to put it quite because it's like in one sense, if you're in a situation where you are forced to work, whether you're a single mother or you married someone that can't take care of you and your child, and you have to help him, whatever the case is, and you find yourself economically or socially pressured to work, well, then you're not to blame. I mean, you are not to blame. The society is to blame, or the situation is to blame. Now, obviously, if you went into a situation knowingly, knowing that it would take away time from your, uh, excuse me, knowing that either you had a child on your own so you would have to be the only one supporting them or you married someone who you knew couldn't support you well yeah i guess i guess you would have to blame yourself to some degree but you you can also still blame the the man but anyway there is some there is blame to go around in the sense that living in a society that forces forces women to work again, whether they feel socially or economically pressured to do so, is wrong. And it is wrong because women are the ones who are having children. Now, if we lived in a society like some uh, like some European societies, or, or I think it's Sweden or something, where women get like a year off after they have a child. So then you can say, you know what, a woman in that situation, she's going to work The society is supporting her taking time off to spend time with her child. And then if she chooses that she wants to continue to be with her child, she can do so. And guess what? The society still supports her because they're going to have, um, I think it's paid, uh, child care. Like, that's a real choice. It's a real choice when no matter what choice you make, you're being supported. It's not a real choice when you are being economically and socially pressured to do one thing and you're being discouraged from doing the other thing. That is not a real choice. So when women say they choose to work, I hope that they're really thinking about the fact of, could they choose not to work? Do they not feel economically and socially pressured to work? If you can choose not to work, then you have chosen to work. If you can honestly choose not to work, if you are honestly saying to yourself, you know what, I love my kids, they're extremely important in my life, but I like working and making money also, so I am more than fine with making the sacrifice of not seeing them 8 to 10 hours a day so that I can make some money, and when I'm with them, then I will do the best I can, but I am more than happy to take some time for myself to make some money. If that is honestly a choice, then that's good for you. That, like, it's completely fine if that's your choice. Now, to ask people who are supporting and encouraging, and again, not necessarily housewives, but the value of women's work to support you in your choice, to me, it's... it's it's an issue of why. Like, if you're happy with your choice, why do you need people who don't necessarily feel the same way to come over to your side? If you're honestly happy with your choice, then be happy with your choice. But it seems like a lot of women feel this guilt and they want it to be turned off by people who are supporting and valuing women's work saying, Oh, the choice of you working, that's completely equal to a woman who stays at home. It's not equal. It isn't equal because she's there and you're not there. Does that make you a bad person? No, it means that you two are making different choices. And so, and part of the um—the argument between working mothers versus stay-at-home moms, it shouldn't exist. Because if people are honestly making the best choices for themselves and their own lives, you don't have to worry about what the other side is saying. You really don't. You really, really don't. I know for uh, my mom, when she was, uh, when we were younger, I don't know how old she was, but when we were younger, at a certain point she decided to go back to work and so I was just asking her, trying to have a conversation with her about what was her decision, what was her reasoning behind that decision. And so we we spoke about like economic reasons. She said, you know. Um. So I kind of I really wanted to. <laughs> this is I guess this is the you know psychology part of me. I really wanted to get the. Honest, most basic level answer of why she made that decision, because I feel like a lot of people, there like there are blanket um, reasons we can all give for certain issues because they're just common issues that are out there, so there are just common replies. So people are definitely economically and socially pressured into working. So a lot of women will say, well, they work because they have to work. But when you really dig deep, they probably, they may or may not have had to work when you dig deep. So anyway, I was trying to do that with my mom. And so she basically told me, it wasn't that my dad could not afford to take care of us. But there was a certain level that she wanted to get to. And also, I think one of the most valuable things that she said to me that made me understand more is that she said, She didn't want to have to always ask my dad for money when it came to whatever, buying the diapers or buying the the melt whatever it was. She didn't want to always have to ask him for money because she didn't want to always have to report to him or have a discussion about why did this cost X and why did this cost Y. And that, that really was the heart of it. She wanted to have her own money to be able to not, um, to have financial independence to some degree. And so that was her choice. And I, and I asked her, okay, so what, did you feel like that was worth the sacrifice of being away from your kids for however many number of hours a day? And for her, yes, it was. That's okay. I'm not judging my mom because she chose to work. It is okay that she chose to work because that is what she felt was best for her life. That doesn't mean that's what I have to think is best for my life. It doesn't mean I have to think that's what's that's for most women's life. But for her individual choice, that is what was best. That is what she, there was something that was valuable to her economic uh, independence to some degree. And so she made the choice that she made. And I think if you can actually boil it down to that, if you can say, if I didn't want to work, my husband would be able to support me then you know it's a choice or but, but it has to be a bit more than that because there's still the social still the so, the social pressure so also saying if i had to introduce myself to people saying you know my name is so and so and i'm a housewife or when people ask me if i work i say i don't work does that feel comfortable to me or do i feel like people would judge me So then you kind of know if there's a social pressure element as well. And all of these things are important when we're making decisions as women, but the problem is we don't actually get to make these decisions because they're not presented to us in our youth. Now, when you're older, you can learn about different things and and be able to make your own decision based on that, but you're kind of late to the game at that point. So if you're already 25 and you've already been told that you should be on a pursuit to some kind of career and then someone gives you the idea of being a housewife, that that would sound really foreign to you. Because all of your life you've been told, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to study? What do you want to be? And they're all talking about career. So I don't know. I hope... I hope I've made my points clearer. Maybe I haven't. I mean, I haven't structured this podcast very well because I'm just responding to um, what was what was written to me. But I just think it's really important that I continue to talk about the value of traditional women's work. I mean, that is one of the most important things to me right now. The value of traditional women's work. In traditional women's roles. Now, is it true that it's probably more practical, quote, unquote, I mean, I hate that word, but is it probably more practical to talk to women about work-life balance? I mean, I suppose, you know, I suppose, but I really, even I question that premise because we are all very materialistic. I'm trying to learn a lot about minimalism as well. I mean even just looking at the prophet's lifestyle so of a that's enough of a lesson on minimalism. But we in our lives were all very materialistic. And so the idea of needing a two-income household, I'm not going to say I doubt that every that um, some people honestly do need a two-income household to support their family, but I do doubt that that's true for the majority of people or for, well, I, I should say I do doubt that it's true for all people. And what do I mean? Like, if you were, if you were to, let's say, read a couple minimalist books and then become a real fanatic and decide. You know what? I'm going minimalism. I'm just going to be- live on my bare necessities and maybe a few of the things that I love. Would you really still need two incomes? I mean, how much money do we waste? How much do we spend? How much do we actually need? Those are questions as well that we need to discuss and I think it also ties into the idea of the uh yeah, the idea of traditional women's work in a traditional woman's role because I think traditionally a woman would make do with whatever her husband provided. And that in and of itself is a blessing. That's something that we kind of don't, we don't really get to utilize that skill as much in our times because instead of saying, okay, this is our budget This is how much we need. Okay, my husband is making $30,000, but we need to make $50,000 to cover all of our expenses. So I'm going to go out and get a $20,000 a year job so that we can make ends meet. Yeah, that's one way of doing it. The other way of doing it is to figure out how to cut your expenses down to $30,000 that he has. But not en- not, there aren't a lot of women who have that skill anymore to say, how can I make it work with what he has? We instead feel like, okay, let me go and work outside the house so that we can live the exact lifestyle that we want instead of saying, let me try and get some baraka with the little that he has and see what I can do with it. That's a missing skill in our society. So I I think it's a value for us to talk more about that, to discuss more of how you could possibly make it on a one income household. That needs to be a skill that we that we should all be taught how to budget, how to make it on less. And so that that also becomes a part of the conversation with discussing the value of women's work and talking about housewifery and homemaking. Um and I think there's something to be said about in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about women are the keepers of the unseen. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do a tafsir of that verse, but rather just to connect it with something that I think is already apparent, which is that, for example, in Carol Gilligan's work, um, In a Different Voice, she talks about the way in which, I mean, this should be apparent to all of us in, in life in general, which is from observation, but she talks about the way in which relationships are extremely important to women, to the point where we will put relationship over principle a lot of the time. And to some degree, you can say almost like quote-unquote principle, because it's, it's, it's like the man's worldview and the woman's worldview. So the man may have a particular rule... Where he may be going by a particular logic, but then there's something in the woman's intuition that says, I don't think we should do that, and she could be right. Not to say that we're always right, but she could very well be right. And it's not necessarily based on some logic or some rule. And similarly with relationships. So there's this beautiful example that they give in moral psychology. I've probably probably said it before in the podcast. Where there is a chemist who's selling this drug and he's selling it very expensive. It's a life-saving drug. Someone comes in to buy it. They can't afford it. Would it be moral of him to steal the drug? So men, they always discuss the principle. Well, you shouldn't take anyone's property. Well, you shouldn't take advantage of people who, who don't have less. Some kind of principle. Whereas women think... About relationships. Women will say, Well, if he steals the drug, this life saving drug, it may save his life, but then he'll have to go to jail and he won't be able to spend time with his wife. Actually, I think the drug was for his wife in this example. But he won't actually be able to spend time with his wife. Or some other women will say, Well, we don't know why the chemist is charging so much. Maybe he has a wife and family back at home. So women are thinking about relationships so intensely. That is a unique skill that we have. And it is also, we can almost think about it as unseen. The pulling together of relationships, the, con- the concern and consideration, the caring, the love, the teaching of children over a long period of time is unseen work no one can really say if a mother is good or not good we just see the product of what she's done and and would and would judge from there but we don't see the every day of what it means to be a mother whereas if you're a doctor oh wow you're a doctor you went to medical school you're saving lives you're such a great person such a great doctor You can see the accolades. If you're a good doctor, you'll get accolades. If you're a bad doctor, you'll lose your license. Whereas with motherhood, it just isn't that clear cut. It's the unseen. It's done in the household. It's done continuously. And when you have a good human being out in the world, then you can more than likely assume that person had a good mother. And if you see a human being that's not so great out in the world, you can assume they maybe didn't have such a great um, child rearing by their mother. And people get very sensitive about that. Don't blame the mother. It's not her. But it's it's about taking responsibility. And again, you take responsibility for the good and the bad. But I think this, this is a part of it, is that people don't want to blame women. They don't want to make women, um, I don't know, overly responsible. And there's no doubt that other factors will play a role, but we also have to realize that in downplaying the blame of mother and the responsibility of mother, then we also end up downplaying the value. And that's why I, I cannot buy into the idea that the woman who stays home and raise her children is equal to the woman who works, works and raises her children. They're not equal because to say they're equal devalues the significance of spending time with your children. So if I, if one, if one mother is spending 20 hours a day, well not 20 hours a day, 16 hours a day with her children and the other mother is spending eight hours a day with her children, to say that they are equal is to say that spending more time with your children has no value. I can't buy into that. To say that both women have a choice for their own life and to make their life whatever they want it to be, of course they do. Of course they do. And if they want to make uh, the choice to work based on whatever their circumstance. For my mother, she wanted some economic independence. For another woman, she may love her career. For another woman, she just doesn't want to be with kids all day every day. It's okay, but let us not pretend that spending more time with your children or spending less time with your children makes no difference. that That is just illogical to me. So that's basically all I wanted to say. Um, you know, I. It's important, of course, to not offend people, but it's also important to speak the truth clearly and to not water down your message. And so if I can reach anyone, one, two, three people, who knows, and allow them to realize the value of traditional women's work so that it actually becomes a real possibility in their mind, not so that they become housewives. That's their choice. And I I would not recommend anyone to be a housewife because that is a personal choice. Only you know your life and if that would work for you. But for... Uh, the idea of becoming a housewife to become a real option in somebody's mind, for someone to really value women's work as much as they value a title and a career, that is so important that I am not interested in straying away from that message to talk about work-life balance. I am interested, inshallah in continuing to talk about the value of women's work. And to continue to hopefully make being a housewife a real option for women if they choose to have it. And inshallah to Allah, that we begin to raise our daughters so that it becomes a real option. That if they choose, if they want to become a housewife, they actually have the tools to do so well and don't have to uh, learn on the job as, as I do. So thank you for... Listening, alhamdulillah, and take care. Assalamu Alaikum.